is Stretch Four Podcast, your weekly look at hoops, hip hop, culture, and life from me, Aaron Herzog. Yes, and me, Keenan Willis. That's what's up. How's it going, Keenan? What's How's your up? December? Are you making it a December to remember? <laughs> uh, I am spending my Honda days sweating right now. Yeah. Uh, but that's just, you know, the nature of uh the nature of December for me. But other than that, it's going well. Um, I've been listening to some great holiday music, which I always love. Um, it's probably my my favorite thing about the holidays is uh is is Christmas music. But what's your what's your Christmas music uh plan? How do you how do you get into it? Do you have a playlist? Do you go like album to album? So I I used to I used to go album to album and now I have a a playlist that I you know curate. I've been curating it over the last few years, I would say. Um and you know, I make make some additions each year, kind of check out some of the the new music, maybe make some uh some subtractions if there's a song that's just not speaking to me as much, you know. Uh but yeah, I keep I keep a playlist centric and um play some full albums at home. The playlists are largely, you know, in, in transit, in motion, running errands, driving, etc. Yeah. What uh any any go-to underrated Christmas classics out there? Uh well, it's not underrated, but the the Vince Garaldi um Charlie Brown Christmas album is is fantastic. Um I just picked it up on vinyl actually. Oh, oh I'm nice. so excited to to listen to that this year um and pretend i can tell the difference um <laughs> uh of course that is a that is a classic yeah yeah but uh underrated i would say um uh, not a christmas song but a holiday song um sharon jones and the dap kings eight days of hanukkah fantastic song yeah um and then uh outside of my typical wheelhouse uh this is this is a safe space, right? Um, Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves put out a Christmas album a couple of years ago, uh, and it's just hit after hit. There's a lot of originals. There's a song called "Glittery" uh, in particular that yeah. um, you know. If you know me, you know that I I love a well crafted pop song, and it is just like a tight two forty in and out great great sentimental song i'm gonna i'm gonna say this right now i don't know who casey musgraves is it's a wow. name it's wow. a name i've heard i have no <laughs> idea who she is she is um she, if if taylor swift didn't exist casey musgraves would be taylor swift um she is that is a the, bold statement that is a bold statement and i don't know if it's entirely true but i'll tell you why i said i'm it. gonna uh, look her up and see if i i'm gonna look her up right now and see if i recognize her like her face i do oh, not you definitely i don't won't. you definitely no, won't. i don't think yeah. i've ever seen her i've heard the, I, yeah i've definitely heard the name yeah she's uh so she's like country light um she has a unique voice in the sense that it's um it's true and strong and on pitch, but I don't know if I would say it's good. Okay. But it's enjoyable. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Like, you know, she, you know, so she, uh, uh, you know how you have those singers where it's like, all right, they're, the voice is like solid, but like 
if you stack them up maybe against their competition um are they the strongest vocalist maybe not but like there's something about the tone that 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 works with you um it makes you feel good like Sade comes to mind okay um, you know Sade sings like six notes but she sings them very well uh, but yeah she's country light what's the feel into them yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, you know, some people have a, a classical, like wonderful voice that is like technically, and then other people like just put the put their soul into the music in a different yeah. way. Yeah. And yeah. then some and people do it all, do the both. Those are and those are the those are the true gems. Um, but yeah, yeah. Check out uh Casey Musgrave's glittery. I mean, it is it's saccharine sweet, but can't promise you that it's I will, a, it's but a good song. you know what I do? I do trust you. I do trust you when it comes to music. I, you know, I, I, I do cherish the Christmas music season. Uh, yeah. so I, I want to, uh, I want to make the season bright. I do like listening to music. So I, I do have room in my heart to try out some, some new Christmas music. Um, sadly, you- my, I was just gonna say quickly, sadly, my, uh, my, my modern favorite, christmas song is now canceled so uh, your modern favorite christmas song is now canceled i'm trying to figure yeah. out what it is is it because of the artist it is i assume it's because of the artist yeah i'm trying to think of modern favorite christmas songs and artists i don't i don't know if you would have heard it but it's it's a banger it's not is it a kanye yeah. christmas song it is, is kanye it, it is. a christmas song it is unfortunately i didn't know he had a christmas song it's called christmas in harlem um featuring uh Sai High the Prince and I want to say Tiana Taylor. Good song. Here's a here's a question. Why does why does Kanye have a song called Christmas in Harlem? Don't even get me started on that. Don't even get me started on that. Okay. But you know it it, it works. It works. Or it worked. It worked. I may never know again because I I I have not played it this Christmas and it pains me, but I can't do it. That's one that that's one that got taken off the. Uh, it got removed. I don't even skip it. It got removed. Here's one. Uh, this this uh, Christmas album came to me through uh, my friend Luke Giordano, who is a Christmas boy. He likes to call himself Mister Christmas, so I'll give him credit oh, where credit nice. is due. <laughs> but one of my uh, one of my it's not new music, but it's one of my mm. newfound favorite Christmas albums is the uh, the Oscar Peterson Christmas album. Hmm. I can't say I'm familiar. Classic. I uh, that's my Christmas recommendation to you: the Oscar Peterson Christmas. I will take a listen. I'll I've got listen for sure. I've got a take that's just coming up right now. It's somewhat related to Christmas music. Um, I was listening to, uh, I was just going, I think it, it was an album that came out this year, the new Harry Styles album. I yeah, went to uh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was, I was just like, here's some, some stuff I haven't really like given a chance this year, you know, mm-hmm. just listening to music from the past year. And I liked his previous album before that. And I started listening mm-hmm. to this and there was something that wasn't connecting with me. I was listening to this album and I was like, I feel like these songs are well-written, but I hated the production on the album. Did not like it. Okay. I feel like the, the, some, it, it did work for some of the songs, but some of the mm-hmm. other songs, I was just like, if this was just like analog instead of digital, basically, it would mm-hmm. be an amazing song. 
right? I feel like it was overproduced. It was overproduced. It used a lot of like synth sounds and like just like mm-hmm. electronically generated instruments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sounds like, you know, garage band sounds for that, la- you know, obviously like uh, yeah. better yeah. programs than that. But that's that's what Some I Casio call Casio stock sounds. Just like, yeah, yeah. like they, they, they brought up a guitar sound in the... Uh, in instead of just playing a real guitar or it's right. or, or it's a real guitar that's just overproduced i don't know that much about music production um mm. but then i thought i but the songs are like the melodies are beautiful the harmonies are yeah. beautiful the like the yeah. lyrics it's like it's it's well written like lyrics and stuff mm-hmm. I, yeah. and i was just like here's what it reminded me of it reminded me of Paul McCartney's simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I was like, that's yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Cause I was that, like, this is a great song. And yeah. I think the reason why people hate it is because the, the instrumentation and the production of it does not jive with the feel and tone and heart of the song. I can recreate that song to a T. <laughs> just using like a, a stock $99 Casio keyboard. Mm-hmm. You, can, and, you can recreate that song. And I feel like it, it maybe gets like, like it gets too much hate. I think it's a pretty decent song. I think it's a happy song. It puts me in oh, a yeah. good mood. Uh, it's classic McCartney. Even though it's repetitive. Yeah, it really is. It really is classic McCartney. But like, yeah, I feel like it's like, he was in the studio and somebody was just like, Hey, do you want to bang out a Christmas song really fast? And then they, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And they're like, this, this, is, this is good enough. Yeah. Like if he wrote, if he wrote, let it be in his sleep or whatever, did you see the Beatles doc? Did you watch? Did. Yeah. I if did. he wrote, let it be in his sleep. Like how, how did he write simply having a wonderful Christmas time? Right. <laughs> like if let it be uh, came to him yeah. in a dream like uh, that's maybe a, a, did he even a quick tr- dream try to write simply having a wonderful like <laughs> yeah phil just punch it punching the kids ding dong ding dong ding that's it's fine they're all they're good yeah uh yeah that's a that's a that's a that's a good example that's a song that uh started out in the in the playlist rotation and and lost its spot pretty quickly yeah, that's in it. I have a pretty deep Christmas playlist. It's not like a, uh, it's not, I'm not being too selective. I'm putting a ton of stuff on it. I'm putting like anything that really, you know, it's one of those just kind of like evolving playlists where I'm just like, all right, just going to yeah. add stuff to it as it goes along. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll still listen to that song every, uh, every once in a while, but then, um, you know, I have, I have my tight rotation of songs that that get played you know a lot during the season and then there's you know ancillary christmas songs that'll come up i'm looking right now i'm looking right now at my my spotify uh christmas playlist it's 105 songs it's five hours long and uh and if you want it hit us up i will i will share the link (laughs) to my spotify christmas playlist with anybody who asks same here same here and i i you know what i take it back it made it back in this year at the very, it's the second to last track. So it made it back in. It's back in there. Yeah. I but just haven't heard it yet. That's my, yeah, that's my, that's my music take that wraps around back into Christmas for, for today, for this week. Like, no. <laughs> no, that's good. That's a good one. I like that. Do you have any room for, uh, do, do you listen to non-Christmas music during the season? 
Yeah, I still will. I still will, but uh, I'd say it's probably like 85-15 yeah. in terms of the uh, the ratio. So you got room for Sizz's new CD, new new CD that drops on uh, on Friday. I mean, uh, will I listen to it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely Is it going to be on regular it. rotation through the season? Maybe not. Probably, probably not. And here's the thing: I like, I, you know, I I like the idea of SZA. Um, I just don't think she's writing music for me, and that's okay. Okay. So they're like, there's some artists where I'm like, this is, I can appreciate this for what it is, but you're not, I am not your target audience. It's not capturing you. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Um, Maggie loves SZA. Loves SZA. Um, yeah. I, I remember we went to uh, the, the TDE tour when the, the whole, whole top dog crew was, uh was going on tour together and she was basically there just for SZA, and SZA did not uh, perform that evening, and she was very, Ooh. very heartbroken. But what like, a shame. I she just doesn't she doesn't do it for me. In fact, I, I, I mean, I a, brought her up for a reason. I mean, Control's one of my favorite albums of the past five years. I I, I appreciate it for the good, great album that it is. It's just one that I I won't reach for, and I have I have a hot take that I don't know if. If you're a SZA fan, I don't know if you want to hear it. No, I'll. It, why would I deny you giving a take on our podcast, Keaton? All right, you're gonna call me crazy on this, um, but next time you're listening to SZA, or at least at least Control, because I won't I won't say that this is true of her new sound. I don't know what it, I don't know what it's gonna sound like. I haven't watched last week's SNL yet. Um, the next time you listen to SZA. In your head, picture Katy Perry and tell me it doesn't fit. Ooh. And I know that sounds crazy on the surface. I think yeah, they're, it really I think does. Their it does. It does sound wild. I think their voices are closer uh, than people may realize. So their voice is not their style is what you're talking about. I mean, like, some of it, some of it is, is the way that they phrase uh, the way that they phrase things. Um like musically, yeah. the, the way that they're the, the choices that they're making singing. But I think their voices are genuinely closer than people would realize. I mean, I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't care if her voice is close to Katy Perry. You know what I mean? And like, here's the thing. I don't think I don't think Katy Perry has a, a bad voice at all. I think Katy Perry has a great voice. Yeah, she does. Uh, so like it's not that's not we an all, insult. We've all heard firework. Just... <laughs> we've all heard firework and then we've all heard the live audio of her trying to sing don't stop me now too so there's there's two there's two sides of it but um yeah i it's not a knock that's not a knock on either of them i just it's just something that you know my weird brain my neurodivergent brain has noticed and yeah uh, it's like a a, a connection that you made yeah yeah and now i can't not hear it I'll I'll give it a try. I'll listen to Control yeah. when we're done, <laughs> and I'll try to picture Katy Perry singing it while whip, but not Katy Perry while whipped cream shoots out of her that. breasts. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Katy Perry. <laughs> you know you're not supposed to uh, say that. Don't say that, Katy. Uh, I've anywho, <laughs> yeah. Anywho. You know, on that transition. Speaking speaking of saying that, I was talking to my dad recently. <laughs> no, I'm not. 
throwing my dad. No, that is fake. You almost got a spit take there. That's that. not who my dad is. <laughs> but it is funny because I'm a uh 39 year old white guy so it's not out of the realm of possibilities that <laughs> that is i who... i i, I vouch I, that, that is not who i know your dad to be <laughs> no not at all <laughs> uh but this is uh this is something i was talking to you about and that i wanted to bring up i was talking to my dad about hoops recently and uh, my dad knows hoops my dad balled he played in college uh he coached my dad knows basketball, yeah. but he yeah. does not know the world of basketball. So I was talking to my dad. I was telling him all about Victor Wembanyama, and I'm like mm. his, I'm like his touchstone for this stuff. He he likes nice. he like he needs me to tell him about like what's going on in the world, like yeah. tell him the gossip. I feel like we're in like a little sewing circle when I talk to him about basketball and I tell him about <laughs> all the rumors and like what what people are talking about because he he'll watch a basketball game. He'll watch any basketball game. But he mm-hmm. just does not, you know, he's not reading blogs. He's not listening to podcasts. He doesn't care yeah. about the rumors or anything like that. And uh, he was getting excited about Victor when I was telling him about Victor. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was also doing that thing. I was like telling him all the like, wh- like, like the, the, the like highest takes on Victor. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they're saying he's mm-hmm. the best prospect since LeBron. They're saying if he was in the same draft as LeBron, he would go first and LeBron would go second. And my dad was like in, he was like, oh man, this sounds great. And I, you know, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, he's like seven foot four. He's like long, he shoots threes. He's fluid with the ball. He moves well. And he was like, you got to send me clips. So I was sending my dad (laughs) clips and stuff. My dad's in on Victor, but it made me think, and this is, uh, this is what I wanted to get in. Like, and this is uh, a very bubble take. I I have since thought since I had sure. this take, but like, is it is is it going away where you just where you just like something and you're not kind of like all in on it? Does that make sense? Where you just yeah, like no, I, people I who just mean, like yeah. basketball, right? Are they just going to watch basketball games or? from now on are people going to like know is it all going to be the soap opera behind basketball as well right right and you know that's a that's a good question because like the nba machine is one that just like now that we're and god it sounds it sounds old say this now that we're in 24-hour news cycles and like you know there's no off with with information for everything um, yeah for everything um it's it's so accessible that like it almost feels like just a natural extension of uh, you know when you when you like something there's there's a community for you you know yeah. and I think particularly you know in in COVID lockdown and things like that uh, we were looking for ways to continue building community with each other and like you know, online forums became a, an easy way and, and, you know, looking at different affinity groups, different social media tools, like look at Reddit. There is a, there is a subreddit for literally anything you could, you could think to, uh, to want to group, build a, a group of people that to, to talk about something with, um, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter, you can curate your, your timeline so that, you know your your feed rather so that you're like just getting everything that you would want about particular subjects and it's so easy to fall down that rabbit hole and like 
you know, once you once you really get into something, it's like, all right, now here's the the next level, or like there's you know references that you now understand, and you like keep keep digging, digging, digging. Um, but can you still be just a surface level fan of something? I think you can. Um, it, it all depends on how much time and effort you're willing to to uh, to dedicate to something. You know, like the 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 hole goes as as deep as you want it to. But yeah, and I, it's more than just like it's more than just like surface level. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's because it's like my dad knows the basketball side of it very well. You know, like mm-hmm. he could watch a game. He could break stuff down. He could tell you about players. He could tell you like strategies and things like that, yeah. but just has no idea about anything outside of the game of basketball. And right. while, uh, this is something that just popped into my head and it's, it's something that it's a guy who shouldn't, it's, it, it shouldn't get a lot of credit cause he's a vet. He's a bad guy in general, but did Vince McMahon have it right? <laughs> I mean, it's definitely the easiest way to get you like is to, to every, keep a customer. Yes, every single, everything is turning into pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like the matches kind of matter, but like the stories and the drama and the soap opera yeah. of it all is what people really like. We're all just we're we're all just little gossip babies who just want to hear the <laughs> we just want the drama. Just feed us the drama. We're little babies. Put the drama in the bottle and and right. feed it to us. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, like, um, <laughs> I'll often go, like, make fun of some reality TV show or, or, or something that Maggie's watching, and then, you know, I'll turn around a couple days later and, like, try to explain to her why, um, why it's so important that this Instagram photo with James Harden and uh and Michael Rubin and, and, yeah. and KD is like really groundbreaking no, you for, don't. for all for the rest of the league. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's the same thing. Uh I yeah, I, I mean it, it's it's tough. Once the league started marketing players as opposed to teams and like you know, players as opposed to the sport um it was just a natural evolution like we're that's that's all we care all we care about now is drama so like you give people a voice and like you you pull that curtain back uh, you're you're just going to search for drama and if there is none you start to manufacture it and i i think that's that's maybe where we are now and and could could probably pull back from it a little bit but yeah and there um, are just yeah. industries that depend on it now yeah there yeah. are well, you and, know yeah it's it's the lens now like that that is part of your strategy is is being for 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 some is being as accessible as transparent as possible like you know if we, if you'd given jordan social media that's a that's a whole different legacy than you know the 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 folks that we have now like it's it's just the access that both that we crave and now expect too yeah from uh from our athletes is really it's it's tough but like you got to play into it because it it works for your brand so 
Uh, yeah, it's I don't see it going away. Certainly. I I remember, but like I feel like it would be nice to just be able to watch basketball and enjoy a basketball game and yeah. not like yeah. yeah not pay attention to all the other stuff. Like I was I remember this. This is like a few years ago I was at a movie um here in Los Angeles and I came it was like right after I moved here and I came out of the movie and a guy who was in the same theater as me saw a poster for mm-hmm. it was like it was like a big Marvel movie. And I'm just gonna go ahead and say it was like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Guardian. Yeah, Guardian. I, yeah. I blanked. I was like, is that what it's called? That doesn't that doesn't sound right, but yeah. Um, and the guy like genuinely like ran up to the uh to the poster and like pointed at it and like said to his friend he was like yo they're making another one of these and it was like a movie that like one when the first one came out it was obvious there would be more it It was was a marvel clearly a franchise yeah they're just obviously going to keep making them it's like a marvel it's you know they just that's that's what they do with those movies and then like if you're the type of person who likes that movie enough to run up to the poster and be like, yo, and, and be excited yeah. about it. Yeah. But you don't also know that it, like, you're not like on a <laughs> right. blog about like comicbookmovies.com or something like reading. Right. It. Like that's like the sweet spot. That's where I want to be <laughs> where I like <laughs> enjoy stuff and then just yeah. enjoy it. And then just like, I'm like, just go back to paying attention to my own life. Right. right, (laughs) Instead of like being like, uh, like everything that I like becomes like an obsession. You know what I mean? Where I just like watch a movie or read a book and then I have to like read about the movie or the book. And then I have to like see other things that are like sort of like it and then read Mm -hmm. theories and then how I have to know what other people think of it. Like, Right, right. I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy who loves Guardians of the Galaxy so much that he runs up to a poster, but also doesn't know anything about it. (laughs) Yeah, because it's not like, you know, it's not like movie posters are coming out a year in advance. Yeah. Like these are these are things that are showing up when you should definitely know that there's another one coming out if you're a huge fan. But yeah, that's yeah, that is that is and like the, the whole spot, internet, you know? the whole internet, like Twitter, like there were yeah. probably like controversy around like there's probably some sort of controversy around it. I, I feel like there was oh, sure. because of the, sure. the director. Like I think like like people yeah there even what like people found like old like troll tweets from that director and was like look at this mm. guy he's bad like it was like one of those republican uh right wing like troll jobs they were just like oh we're gonna get this woke guy by finding old yeah. and then like yeah he got fired Ugh. and then rehired that was all around yeah. that and it's just like it's like yeah. I, like what because I want to know more about that guy. I want to know what he does. Right, right. How does how does he live? How does he live his life? And quite honestly, how does he get away with it? If I mean, he's that big of a fan. He's probably like, he's probably just like a guy with a family, right? And he just like has to care about that, right? right. He like he probably have, has he doesn't kids. have time for yeah. 
Yeah, like he probably like has just like a job and like kids that he's raising or something like that. And like he doesn't have time to just like he he's like, oh, I'm going to go see a movie. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have a good time. And then I'm right. going to worry about how my kid's doing in science class or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. And like because I, you know, I've seen off the top of my head. um spider-man in the marvel or dc universe marvel marvel okay i've seen four marvel <laughs> superhero movies so just the spider-man ones that's what you're saying. no no I've, i i saw i saw uh the original spider-man toby Maguire uh in theaters oh so like even that's even like school. before like the yeah. whole like new world of all these interconnected universe movies right 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 except for now it is except for now it is because they brought i don't know if you know this in the last spider-man movie they brought back all the spider-men so that's the thing toby mcguire and andrew garfield they're all in the new ones now it's stupid (laughs) that's the thing i've seen yeah so if if, if you want to throw that one out i've seen three in the modern (laughs) mcu and i i still knew that because it's that pervasive yeah. on social media if i'm not even a, i'm anything. not a fan at all you're not even seeking it out you just yeah. see it through scrolling things and like yeah. seeing articles on twitter yeah 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 so like it's I, I wow more power to them you know but like you know i, I look at i look at music though i feel and- like there's a point where like uh, we were we were that we were that uh that fan that like deeply invested deeply involved you know blog posts and 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 all that yeah um that's true i used to read hip hop i used to go on hip hop dx every day and like listen listen to like the the new hot track like listen to the new releases every single day yeah 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 and like anticipated a lot more and yeah. Now it's like, oh yeah, an album drops. I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. No, just like I'll go, for, I'll yeah, go listen to that. Yeah. Forward to albums like months in advance. Yeah, yeah. You like, know, I had subscriptions to Double XL and the Source. There it is. There it is. I I love Thought. I had I did not know the Thought and Danger Mouse album was dropping until Spotify was like, you you should know about this based on what we know about you. I remember I got listening to this. I remember when I was in high school, I got I got mad at myself because I didn't know that the original uh the first blackout album, the uh the Red Man and Method Red Man, Man album. Man. Yeah. I saw a commercial for it on TV and it like was out for like two days. And I was mad that I <laughs> didn't buy it on the Tuesday that it came out. I was like, I should have known about that. Like at the time they were like my two favorite rappers too like there's like it was like 2000 or something and it was just like i was just like how did i not know about this until (laughs) i immediately went to the record store damn damn yeah i you know i guess it's just priorities come up you know like but that must be a nice life that must be nice yeah because it's not like he doesn't care right that's a different a different type of guy is a guy who doesn't care at all Right. This guy likes it. He enjoys it. You know, he, like it's not like some like, you know, like art house snob who's like, oh, I don't, I don't care about the Marvel movies. He know, yeah. he knows about them. He cares about them, and he he's happy about them. Yeah, 
Yeah. What would and, that be you know, like for like basketball? <laughs> like you just watch the games and then you like enjoy your team and then like you don't care about like, oh, they don't have their own draft pick this year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I I feel like I know that I feel like I know that person though. Uh, like I I <laughs> I I genuinely was talking to uh to a prospect the other day and they were telling me they don't really follow a particular team they just watch league pass and i was like you know what good like good for you you just enjoy basketball yeah and you don't particularly care who wins and who loses you might like latch on to some stars here and there but like you just yeah find a story be like oh i like this team this year for this reason like kind of latch on to like teams because you you like their their vibe for that year yeah yeah. And I feel like I I'll do that sometimes. Like I'll I'll pick a, a a pet team to like watch uh you know some some games of and things like that. Like last year uh it, it was the Hornets, you know. Like yeah. They were they were just a fun watch. It's um, all it's always nice to do that. It's not, and then it's like I used to get like I used to get mad and I, I don't get mad at people who do that. But mm. I feel like, like a they do. Less. <laughs> I, I I feel like they're passionless people <laughs> who only do that. You know what I mean? Like people who don't, yeah, who don't truly follow a team, who don't truly, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I know, I know that the Phillies were just in the World Series, and mm-hmm. I know the difference between watching the world series or what you know because you enjoy baseball and will watch it because it's the world series and then mm-hmm. watching the world so like it's fresh in my mind how it feels yeah, and for sure lo- life is better when you care <laughs> absolutely absolutely like everyone watches the super bowl it's so much different when you actually care about yeah who's gonna win or lose you know uh-huh. outside of Outside of maybe your your office pool or you know the Phillies some sort lost of bets you may have played yeah the Phillies lost uh it sucked I was bummed it didn't yeah. you know I'm not I'm not at the point I'm not one of those guys where where my team losing ruins my life for a while right. you know what I mean right. I'm right. I'm bummed I feel bummed but I can function at a hundred percent you know what I mean it doesn't right. affect my life in any way other than feeling a little bit bummed i'm yeah. glad about that i don't live and die for the sport but mm-hmm. the fact that like i would much rather have watched a world series where the phillies lost and i like felt those actual ups and downs than mm-hmm. just enjoyed a world series where two teams i didn't care about played and i had no heart palpitations the whole time right right yeah and and just because like if you don't have that emotional investment then i f- i feel like there's always something in the back of my head like what else could i be doing with my time right now <laughs> like like cuz i don't i don't really care what happens here like this is this is entertaining but like i don't really care about it so yeah uh, the only the only time that i can do that um is during march madness and that's because my passion is for the college format. basketball the, yeah the, yeah, for, the, the, the format, format of the yeah yeah, yeah. Like, and you're and you're cheering. You are you are invested. You're cheering for something specific when you're watching March Madness, right? You're like sure you're you're looking for those those shining moments. Like yeah, that's, that's why that's why you're watching. But 
Yeah, you're yeah, not just I'll a be... fan of basketball. You're a fan of the shining moments. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm looking for. Some some kid to like, you know, have their 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 career defining moment because you know, like maybe in a championship game, like six of those kids or between the two teams might play at a different level, and then like maybe three of them will actually yeah, play unless for a it's while. Like Kentucky versus Duke or whatever. Right, you know? right, right. Exactly. So like it's you're you're watching somebody's peak like you're watching the story that someone's going to tell their kids and their grandkids for for years and so like that's that's kind of cool or or you're just watching someone get absolutely devastated which um you know is cool for different reasons depends uh, on who it is <laughs> it depends it depends on who it is yeah yeah sometimes yeah. you like to watch somebody get completely devastated <laughs> You know, if you're not like in if touch it's with Kentucky your own or, emotions. Like if it's Kentucky or Duke. <laughs> well, so uh, now I'm... Oh, you can't I not gr- like Duke anymore. Yeah, I like kind of like Duke now. You have to like it's Duke tough. now. It's tough. It's tough. It's uh, tough. And I grew up, you know, on the Carolina side of that argument for sure. Uh, but I, I kind of... I, 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 root, I root for Duke's success. I don't know if I would say I still individually root for them in games. It's rare, but I root for Duke's success. Yeah. I feel like Duke flipped to they're they're not the same type of like even in the last like decade, they're not like yeah. the same Duke that like I don't know. Well, because they were they were a program, they were a program school. They weren't a they weren't a one and done school. And then, you know, they've had obviously they've had one and done's, but like that well, they became they MO. became a one and done school, right? But they they like in the last decade, yeah, they didn't do it the right way. <laughs> they were they, they they weren't willing to spend enough to be a really great one and done school. I guess. I mean, they're they're still able to compete with like you know Kentucky and you know, yeah, the they're ones. just a regular good school now as opposed to a a true blue blood in the in the in the way that they were, but like obviously still a great program um and i feel like they're less hated like they're the the duke player isn't the the duke player of the 90s you know yeah that's true like yeah the they're they're not as hated they're not like j you know the jj reddick like most hated player in like college yeah. sport. like it, it's it's him and christian leitner just another duke guy just like the right. most hated college basketball players of all time uh, yeah. But I feel like that was because Duke held that like they they were they were real assholes about it. They're real assholes about well, like everybody graduates. They're real like yeah. Oh, they were smug school. Yeah, you know it's a it's a it's a rich school. That to be honest, it was you know largely a bunch of white kids. Like that was that's what got a lot of people. I, I, sure. I think um, you know because they were like they were they were good and they knew they were good um and they weren't afraid to 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 tell you that they were good uh but yeah i feel like you know that that program has changed there's still obviously the the duke brotherhood and things like that but like you know the, there's there's not a lot of woges walking through the building anymore it's it, it's more your your tatums and uh you know those the that type of that type of player your 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 palo Bancaro, like uh, they're they're just another there's another program now yeah it feels like which is great good for them makes it a little easier to to stomach 
semi- not ha- oh yeah it does make them less hateable yeah and also yeah. the fact that i'm like well out of college now so i don't think it's like it's like almost well, impossible to hate any college now because i'm almost yeah like some of yeah some of the rivalries you're like all right like you're removed from that and then like some of some of them you also realize like like i've I, i've come to i still don't like villanova i was uh, i knew that's what we were going to talk about next yeah, yeah me too yeah i don't like villanova either but like but like i don't i i i used to hate them and like now it's now i just strongly dislike them i mean i used <laughs> to be i used to be like uh 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 like they're not a philly team guy you know they're not like they're when not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i still believe that but like i'm not gonna like waste my time tweeting about it when people are you know like when they're in the sure. final four and everybody's like ah philly team in the final and i'm like i'm not gonna be like no 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 i'll say it now because it's just like a throwaway you know yeah yeah i mean uh, uh, you know i when they won i think when i think they won when when they won the first one um I was working like around the corner from the parade and was like, well, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to go grab lunch today. I'm going to pack lunch today. So I don't have to leave the building in the middle. Like of the their day. first like, of like the recent, the recent yeah. ones. Yeah. Not, not, yeah. Not, not 85, not but. 85. <laughs> <laughs> you had a job. Although, I mean, listen, I was, I was in town, uh, but uh, yeah, I, but like what what I what I noticed, um, and you know you knew it then, but you you like to think it's more important. What I notice is like Temple cared about Nova. Nova didn't care about Temple at all. Like they in in terms of uh, any sort of rivalry, I think they uh, did. I think Nova cared about Temple. I think they cared about Temple in as much as they were like, oh, this is a big five. We're supposed to care. I mean, maybe not like later in Jay Wright's run as coach, but like when we were when we were in school, Nova cared about Temple. Well, so and and that was that was part of reinforcing my hatred. Uh, I don't don't remember if you were there, but that first Midnight Madness game. Yeah, our freshman year, year, Villanova tried to duck us and then they, they tried to not play us and then uh cheney was like we'll play you when and we played at like the the, like 1201 a.m the first the first day you were allowed to play games yeah and we lost because villanova was a better team and they waxed us yeah temple did not have a good four-year run the years that we were in school no it wasn't they made it they made the tournament the year after we like graduated and the women's team had a great run while we were there but yeah um but uh no i just you know i i remember being tired and the nova fans that did come chanting safety school throughout the the last five six minutes of the of the second half but like you know i i i think that was more like oh this is fun to like go beat up on on the the little brother type of thing but like they didn't care about us you know i think it was more like oh yeah like it's it's fun for bragging rights and you know why? You know why they don't care about us? Because they're not really a Philly school. Yes, that's that's true. That's they why they the don't big care. five. And that's that's, <laughs> that's why that's why I haven't forgiven them. And all of all of the success that Villanova basketball has, I look at should be Temple's. Uh because Temple was not willing to sacrifice their own success of the program um to sell out the big five. And once we said no, Nova said, oh, we'll do that. Absolutely. We'll sign up for that plan. Sure. 
Yeah, Villanova sucks. <laughs> I'm glad the Sixers yeah. traded Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, would have been nice to have. Wouldn't he fit on this team? I'm not gonna. I you're you're trying to you're trolling me. You're trolling. Oh. Uh. Oh, it would be nice to have Matisse that could handle the ball and hit a jump shot. Be be no, nice. there will be no bridges talk on this podcast. This is a... <laughs> we will uh, not talk about that trade. Uh just him just constantly tweeting about how much he loves the Eagles and Phillies. Yeah. Does his mom yeah. still work for the Sixers? <laughs> I you know, I don't think so. I don't I don't think she's still there. <laughs> um yeah, that's that's tough when you lose out on on the guy. Literally, probably probably walked around the building as as uh, as a student. You know, it's tough yeah. to it's tough to let that go, mm-hmm. or like not understand what you have in that. Granted, I probably devalued him because he was coming out of Nova, but I mean, I you know. was like, I was bummed when they traded him because I it was a it was a nice story. But right. what they got back for him, I was like, all right, okay, I see. I guess I see why you did it. You got that that unprotected pick, that Miami unprotected pick, mm-hmm. when at the time it looked like Miami was like on a downswing. Yeah, that didn't that didn't work out too well. No, we all and, know. And and, <laughs> and he, he just... who shall not be named, I don't think is is. I don't know. I don't know if he's playing professional basketball at all at this point. I mean, he's not like a he who shall not be named. He's a tragic. <laughs> he's a tragic K. I feel so bad for Zaire. Like, oh, why? Why? The guy why do you almost, feel bad for him because he almost died. The guy almost, uh, that 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 had nothing to do with it. The team almost killed him. The team didn't almost kill him. The team he almost, almost killed him with uh, with sesame seeds. Gosh. The team it's from the, it's not like he ate them on his own. The team fed them to him. <laughs> They're like, "Here, eat this." Uh, and then he almost the, died. And now we can't then, play basketball anymore because his body atrophied to nothing. <laughs> also, he was a six foot four power forward. I don't know why. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we only have room for one of those. I guess PJ six five. But look, to go back yeah. to the, the point that started this whole conversation, what if we just watch basketball? We didn't even know about this. My dad right. doesn't know. Right. My dad doesn't right. know that the Sixers drafted a guy whose mom works for the team who grew up in Philadelphia, who went to Villanova, that they drafted him and then traded him for a guy who doesn't play basketball anymore and a pick that they traded away to get to buy, to overpay Tobias Harris. He doesn't know <laughs> yes. any of that. Yeah, you watch the Sixers, and if they win, great. If they don't, great. He could be like, "Oh, Joel looked great tonight. He didn't look great tonight. He, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, no, it's really honestly, I, I envy it. I really, I really do. Because he doesn't like, have you... to think about any of this. Yeah, and then if he yeah. hears it, he'll like. He maybe they'll talk about it. Maybe they'll talk. Mm. Maybe the Sixers play the Suns, and they'll be on TV, and my dad's watching it, and Michael Bridges will have a great game, and they'll mention how the Sixers drafted him, and he'll call me, and I'll be like, "Do you know that the Sixers drafted this?" He'll, it'll be news to him. Yeah, yeah, and then he'll, exactly. He'll forget it, and he won't care, and it doesn't yep. stew. It doesn't. 
It's not sitting in there stewing. Yeah. He yeah. can't not watch the Suns because the Sixers <laughs> might have a better like, fifth start. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. You can just appreciate Tobias Harris for what he uh for what he is and not for his contract. You know, yeah, there's, there's like a there's lots of things. Yeah. You could be like, oh, he's a nice player, and not like, yeah. oh, he's he's getting two times the money that he should be or more. Right. Right. He's he is clogging up our flexibility in the future, our financial flexibility. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It's a nice life. I, There's I a sweet spot it. of caring, and I know I'm not in it. Yeah, yeah. I look at you know a, a group chat that I'm in um, with with you 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 know my friend Ted and uh, and uh, my buddy Danny and Danny and I are uh, are both like plugged in to Sixers Twitter NBA Twitter we're like locked in um, and Ted cares and knows the stories but like the if you i'm sure if you look back at at the threads history it's just like either danny or i breaking a breaking a tweet sending it sending a a breaking tweet and we we talk about it um and then ted will chime in you know a little later and like give a take but like he doesn't have to be consumed about it throughout the day in fact he's not the one finding proxy yeah he's not the one finding the tweets yeah we we get to just provide it and like curate uh you know a set of of tweets like here's what happened in the nba today for him. uh and you know it's 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 an easier way to consume it and like you can you can care not care and i i do envy it and there's times where i wish that that i could do that but i don't i can't yeah i'm not i'm like I, you know i mentioned it before i'm not like that with anything if I like something, I have to dive into it for at least a little while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are times when I when I when I like that about myself, and then there are times where I'm just like, what am I doing? Yeah. It's a it's a gift and a curse because you know it, it makes you pretty well versed and like you can appreciate some things that that maybe others won't. Like you can watch a Sixers game. What was it the the most recent game against uh Houston the Rockets? and yeah yeah and you can you can say oh like I don't know I don't know why they're showing Tobias Harris and this tall ogre embracing <laughs> pre-game but like you know you get you get into the the stories of the NBA and you can appreciate those things and I mean those are the things I'm glad I know <laughs> When yeah, those goldfish you know, commercial comes on, I'm glad that I can explain to my girlfriend who those people are and how they're best <laughs> friends. And they went from Detroit to Los Angeles to Philadelphia together and yeah. how they're not on the same team anymore, but they love each yeah. other. Yeah. yeah. And then an and then as a button, I get to tell her that their names are Bobby and Toby. Yeah. And then Come she on. likes she likes basketball a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what pulls you in. <laughs> That's and that's that's the thing. I think that is the that's the positive of all of this is you can get in a group that may not otherwise care about the sport and you can introduce them to the league. Um in the same way that the NBA was marketing stars abroad, I think they're marketing drama, you know, domestically or I mean to everyone really, but they're they're marketing drama to to bring in another demographic and everything I think it works is wrestling everything is wrestling yeah 
We made people made fun of people who cared about wrestling too much. Everybody was like grown adults caring about <laughs> fake wrestling with storylines. Yeah. Everything is wrestling now. Politics, wrestling, yeah, music, sure. wrestling, sports, wrestling. Maybe the games are real. Maybe they're not choreographed. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a sports are fixed guy. I. They're not. I. I'm not a so sports are fixed. Look, look at the UFC. There might be something there, but but everything is wrestling. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And and the the things that last from like Vince McMahon may may be terrible, but like has some great ideas. Like look at <laughs> was that the Eagles Packers game? Uh, and pointed out the uh the like wire cam above the field <laughs> um <laughs> i was telling maggie like that that came from the xfl like oh, this yeah. stupid wrestling league uh that was like you know that that's back now but yeah. um you know that that was like the one piece that the nfl was like yeah actually no that's not a bad idea let's yeah. let's see that even other forms of scripted entertainment are wrestling mm-hmm. Yeah. Mo- movies. Yeah. I mean, TV. Reality TV. Is, yeah. That's that's all it is. Even that's with the main... confessionals. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's They're the just same promos. Thing. They're just cutting promos. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ugh. It's our Everyone main take knows. for this week. It's the name of the episode. <laughs> Everything is wrestling. Keenan, do you have anything else before we go? Um, no, no, just um, you know, shout out to the state of Georgia for for barely doing the right thing last night, and uh, <laughs> state of Georgia once again barely doing the right thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Um, we we say as we're both native Pennsylvanians, right, right, right. Yeah, we we really we really uh, solidified the the right choice this At year. At least so. you're. From the part of Pennsylvania that forces us to do the right thing, it, I literally the my district is the most consistently blue district um, in the country, I, and I, I uh, don't look at the stats from my district <laughs> from, from my hometown district. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to it's hard to get away with uh, being a Republican in Philly. It's tough. That's yeah, it for the you know. show. You know where to follow us at yes. Stretch Four Pod, the website stretchforpod.com. Uh Keenan's Instagram and Twitter, my Instagram and Twitter. They're all in the description of the episode. Yeah. Follow us, like us, subscribe us, give us a nice five-star rating and review. Yes, that would be the greatest Christmas gift you could give. I you know, I'll agree with you for the sake of the show. <laughs> That's it. We'll see you next week on another episode <laughs> of the Stretch for Pot. We really need a yes. signature. We really need a signature uh signature sign off. That's hey, that's that's our Send listeners' homework. Send in your ideas for a signature sign off. Yes, yes. A signature finisher, if you will, because everything is wrestling. Everything is wrestling. <laughs> <laughs>